Good morning and welcome back to Freedom Fridays. This is our fourth podcast in the Freedom Fridays series. And I've asked Lee to join me with, with uh, this discussion. And we're going to have some uh, rather interesting discussion. We're going to talk today about when is civil disobedience condoned, not by culture, not by those around us, but by the Bible. And so that's going to be a very difficult topic um, because we live in America. And, and I told, told you, Lee, I'm going to start with this. This, um, sure. this is just the very beginning of the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Now, we know that many of our founding fathers were believers in Christ. Yep. And so, given this, and especially that middle section of what I read, where it says that we have a right, to reform the government when it's not working properly uh, for the life, liberty, the sure. pursuit of happiness, and, and you know these inalienable rights. Yeah. Then when is it okay <laughs> for us to say, you know what, we're all going to storm Lansing or we're all going to storm D.C. and we're going to have our ARs strapped on our back and we're taking over, or maybe not quite that far, but maybe. I don't wear my mask. I'm not wearing my mask here with you, which, right. by the way, we're not required to in this situation for two reasons. One, we've been exempted as a worship service type event. And two, we're exempted because this is not a public location. This is my office. Right. And then I think we are about six feet apart. Anyway. We are trying to social distance. Right. You can see we're on opposite ends of, of this, this video. And, <laughs> the extent and of the we couldn't even view. get the camera any further away. <laughs> so this is as far as we can get sure. away. Right. So, so what do you think, Lee? Uh, well, it's it's kind of a it's a it's a sticky spot to be in because on on the one side we want to look at you know we have our constitution we have our Declaration of Independence we have all of these you know, documents that our founding fathers when they when, well we establish as a nation that are, are really good strong documents and they need to be upheld and withheld as well we haven't necessarily talked about too much in the past but. Those are our founding documents and principles. So we want to honor those things. And we want to, to hold, the, hold fast to those because if we didn't, then we'd become a lawless society. Right. At the same time, though, we have to balance the... We have to... This is the sticky part. We have to balance what man-made document is and based off of... You, know, you can ask the questions of why, why did they write it that way? Mm -hmm. Is it in response to England? back in that day and that time when that was very real and they needed to literally 
go to war with England to start a new country and to make sure that we as, as Americans had the ability to do that when we need to if, in fact, our government were to get to that point. So, you know, that that kind of takes into a little uh, account there. And then, of course, we have the Bible that we have to look at. Have to as a begrudging, but we have to look at and say, okay, this is what man's rule is, this is what the principles we want to hold to. But then, where where do we see it in the Bible, and how does it lay lay out? Because it all comes back to that, doesn't it? Yep. I mean, we've got the Constitution as Americans. You know, you and yep. I are both citizens of the United States of America, right. so we've got the Constitution as the law of the land. But yet, as I'm sure you've preached, and I know I've preached many times, you know, this. Yep. is our ultimate authority yep, above anything else, above what I think, above what you think, above what the Constitution says, the Declaration of Independence, you know, or whoever else's document. Right, absolutely. So that's really kind of where this all boils down, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I've got a couple other quotes here that uh, <laughs> I think uh, you'll, you'll enjoy. Sure. This one's by Thomas Jefferson. Okay. Um, in his letter to J.B. Colvin, September 20th, 1780. So this is after the uh, after the, the declaration and, and, and all of that. Yep. A strict observance of the written laws is doubtless one of the high duties of a good citizen, but it is not the highest. Okay. The laws of necessity, of self-preservation, of saving our country when in danger are of a higher obligation. To lose our country by a scrupulous adherence to written law would be to lose the law itself. With life, liberty, property, and all those who are enjoying them with us. Thus absurdly sacrificing the end to the mean. That's really interesting because he would have been writing the there when the original document was written. Oh, he was definitely there. Well, I, I, know, I mean, I know that. But it's just <laughs> so within, what, four or five years? Four years. They go from this, we have to hold to this, to wait a minute. At the same time, we also have to understand that if we were just to hold to that, then how did that work? Yeah, the Declaration of Independence had been done, but I don't believe the uh, the Constitution had been written. I can't remember. Yeah, I believe that, that's just after this. This is 1780. I think that was 1780. Gotcha. Yeah. But that's, that's really interesting. Sort of throw the rules away, not necessarily, but don't adhere to the rules for the sake of being able to utilize and to continue to use the things that those very rules gave us. Yeah. Yeah. So, biblically, you know, we've said, you know, the Bible is our sole yeah. um, authority yep. you know, for, for life and practice. Biblically. We see examples in the Bible yep. of people who have committed civil disobedience, and many of those are condoned. And blessed. And blessed. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, one that I'm seeing here is Exodus chapter 1, yep. where the civil authorities said, you must kill all the male babies yep. of, of Israel's descent, of Hebrew descent. Yep. you got to throw them in the Nile. The crocodiles will take care of the rest of it. For yep. Absolutely. And the midwives instead saved the babies and then gave a line to Pharaoh saying, well, you know, the, <laughs> these women are too, too fast in giving yeah. birth. And so, you know, we can't keep up with them. Right. Which wasn't necessarily accurate. Nope. 
but they were blessed for it. Yep. In, in fact, the scripture says they were so blessed for it that God gave them families of their own. Yes. And then we find, of course, uh, Moses' mom. Going by the letter of the law that I hear, but not the spirit of the law, because the letter of the law said throw him in the Nile. It didn't say yeah. you couldn't put him in a boat. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but still, not the spirit of the law. So, right. you know, how do, we, how do we justify that? I mean, well, and that's an interesting thing. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of other examples, too, which I'm sure we'll talk about as we, mm-hmm. we go through this, but it's really... It's a really interesting concept when you look at when you have, you know, the Bible is our authority. God's God's word is the ultimate rule on everything. So if and I know that was before the Ten Commandments were given, but God doesn't change. His Correct. rules are yeah. the same from that rules, but his his word is the same from before eternity or eternity past to eternity future. And his so, nature doesn't change. Right. Nothing of him changes. So his, his, not the fact that, okay, all of a sudden when the Ten Commandments were given, it was now no longer okay to murder. So, you know, you, you look at that and then... Sure, Cain was held accountable for murder absolutely. well before the Ten Commandments. Absolutely. And then you have them outwardly disobeying, which and then lying, which, they, you know, got, got again, in the Ten Commandments, I've done that lie and things like that. So... Yeah, you see them being blessed, and that's that's the hard thing to balance. And I and I don't want to give away the end of everything before we get there, which I try not to do on Sundays. Anyway, well, let's go ahead me. and get there. What yeah. is what is in your mind the de facto Bible passage for saying you should obey the government? Because we're we're kind of trying to play both sides here, right? Yeah. So when I was look when I was looking through this, um, and I, I was kind of preparing through this, I've, and I've really been wrestling with this topic for well i think we're what six weeks into the stay home order i know to make it a little timely thanks it, for it, us yeah almost two months i think yeah. yeah so for for that period of time i've got some people that are you know let's stay home and other people are saying no we should be able to do this so i've been wrestling with this concept for a long time so this isn't a new study for me but i'm, I'm looking through and i'm i don't want to say like the number one passage but i, I look at Romans chapter 13, mm-hmm. and then I'll look at 1 Peter chapter 2. Okay. Um, those are the two passages that I go to. Yeah, I kind of baited you by saying these, these, the passage. Right. Yeah, I've got both of those written <laughs> down as well. Romans 13, verses 1 through 7. Yep. And obviously, the very beginning of this, let every person be subject to the governing authorities. Yep. There is, there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. That's the first verse. The rest of them support that. Absolutely. Um, and then we see it echoed again right. in First Peter chapter 2, in verse 13. I was prepared out. for yeah, this you... one. Um, I, mine's just in a different version. That's okay. uh, be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme, or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. Recognizing governors back then were not the same as our governors today. Right. But you know, his, the his authority point still over. is, right from the beginning, um, every human institution. Absolutely. Every human authority. Uh, well, yes, and you can look at the passage in Hebrews 13 where it's talking about now that's more of the church leadership 
side of things and so you essentially obey the authority. Um, Hebrews 13 or Romans? No, Romans, uh, excuse me, Hebrews 13, 17. It says, obey okay. them that have rule over you. Okay. And submit, to, and submit yourselves for they watch for your souls as they that must give an account that they may do so with, may, excuse me, that they may do it with joy and not with grief for this is unprofitable for you. And that's talking about the, the church leadership side of things because sure. as, as pastors, that's one of the things that we, we do watch and care over the congregation and the people that we minister to. Sure. Um, and I'm, and, and I, I always back that up with, I'm not telling them what people that I minister to, to follow me and to just obey what I have to say, but that's just another human institution that God has put us in that position to be able to, to care for and to do that. Um, I was, and Paul says that again, you know, yep. elsewhere, whether you believe that Paul wrote Hebrews or not is, you know, right. Yeah. Topic for another day. Yes. But, um, he says that elsewhere, you know, we need to we need to obey the authorities over us in the church, the the, the elders and and right and pastors and, yep. and such. But at the same time, he also commends the Berean believers who kept him in check. Right, exactly. Well, then you know, with that and that, that could probably be a whole other topic for another day. It could, I'm sure. Um, but that's not to say, well, I'm in my in my opinion, my, my studying through that, every every person needs to be a student of the scriptures. Everybody needs to be studying to make sure. Um, when I was, whether I was an assistant pastor or just, I don't want to say just a member of the congregation, but not in a ministry role, I'm always studying. I was always looking at it to make sure I, I, I believe what pastor is saying. I hear what's being preached, but I want to make sure that I'm studying this out to make sure that that though they've spent the time studying, that this does line up with the scriptures because. Well, we're human. We we can then take, we can fall fall into the temptation of well, letting culture into the message or personal um, feelings and things that aren't necessarily biblical. So we are always to be checking those things. But I encourage people when you do that, come to me lovingly. Don't say, "Hey, you're wrong. I'm never going to listen to you again." But say, "Hey, I need to think about this." Well, and he had some checks for that as well. You right. Don't. don't entertain an accusation unless it's sure. by two or three witnesses right. against the leader. Absolutely. Um, but that getting back to where we were, I mean, we have Titus chapter 3 as well. Mm -hmm. uh, put them in mind to be subject to the principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, uh, to be ready to bear, excuse me, to be ready to every good work. And we have a really good example, at least in my opinion, of a good example of this with David. David was anointed as the next king of Israel. Sure. And sure. if you want to, from the human perspective, Saul is trying to murder him. Yes. If somebody's trying to kill me, what am I supposed to do? Defend myself. Naturally, my, as far as the human side of things, I want to defend myself. If I were to take everything aside. But yet at the same time, he defied the government. He did. I mean, in, in one way, yeah, he didn't take revenge on his, you know, him in the cave there where he cuts off the corner of and the feels guilty for it feels guilty for right. it but That's then you also that. see him going over to Gath and fighting with the Philistines against their other enemies he wouldn't fight against Israel right but you know in you, you see that right you know getting out of dodge and deceiving Saul's um, cohorts yep. to, to try and find David right and so. there's a there's it's so you see who see him yeah. playing both sides of this. right and 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 so when I when I was doing my notes here I, I looked at or preparing for this I, I I looked at verses where the Bible is very clear we are to being uh, obeying the those that God has put in authority 
and and I want to I want to start out with that that point real quick before I go any further because there's there'd be an argument uh, I've not heated argument but a discussion that I've had with some people of you know God didn't put these people in authority why would God put a um, an anti-Christian leader or somebody that principles are absolutely ungodly in leader over leadership over people why would he do that it doesn't fit with his you know why how could a loving god allow this and i know you've talked about those things before um but then you gotta go back to i'm gonna hold you off on that uh, one just a little bit sure. because um we're getting to the time where this is going to be a two-part thing ah gotcha. we're going to record it all today but we're going to make it a two-part thing gotcha but we're going to talk about what about when the go when the government is clearly evil Gotcha. We're going to talk about that in the next segment. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm just going to hold you back on that part a little bit. Sure. But generally, should we, you know, the, the Constitution is clear. The, the Declaration of Independence is, is pretty clear. And, you know, our country is founded on civil disobedience. That's England, exactly. really. Right. Oh, absolutely. When we break it down to that. Sure. You know, we see examples, like we said, Moses and the midwives there, Rahab was a good example yep. of disobedience. Absolutely. I mean, she lied to, to, the, to the authorities in her town, yep. and she was blessed for it. Yep, absolutely. Um, in 1 Samuel 14, um, speaking of David, just before the whole David thing, Seth, uh, um, Saul had said, anybody who eats uh, has to die before we take uh, revenge on our enemies. Right. And Jonathan ate the, the honey. Okay. We dipped his stick in the honey and yep. his eyes revived and everything. And then we find in verse 45, everybody saved him from the hand of Saul because Saul had even said, even if it's Jonathan, he's got to die. Right. And they said, no, then we're not going to let you do that. And they right. revolted against Saul at that point. Yes. You know, so there's that. There's Obadiah saving people um, in 1 Kings 18. Mm -hmm. and, you know, he did that from, I believe that was a, a Jezebel thing. So. Yeah, and then we Second uh, Kings eleven, Second Kings or Second Chronicles twenty two, we find Queen Athaliah, mm -hmm. who this is the one time in scripture we find an actual revolt, a complete change of the government, right? As condoned. Yep. And um, you know, her son, which was the rightful king, was kept in the temple, and then the, the priest brings him. We've got Daniel. Yep, was, that was the next one I was thinking and, of. And Daniel did both sides as well. Because with da Daniel chapter 1, he went to the authorities and said, hey, can we have vegetables and water? Right. And they said, okay. And he said, cool, let's do it. Yep. But then we find when, as soon as, uh, I believe it was Darius, said, you can't pray. He signed the yes. edict. Right. Where do we find Daniel next? Praying. In, in his upper room with the windows open toward Jerusalem right. praying. Absolutely. <laughs> and I was, I was thinking a little bit later um, in, in chapter 3 where we have Nebuchadnezzar saying, or excuse me, not later, but where Nebuchadnezzar said, you're going to bow down and worship this, this idol. Yeah. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego literally stand up against him yeah. where everybody was supposed to bow down. And they're, they willfully go for the punishment and God blessed them and, and protected them in that fight. So we have a, we do have a lot of examples of that. Next time on Freedom Fridays, we will continue this, this discussion on when is it okay biblically to defy the government. Have a great day.